0: I am live on YouTube, Twitter, Rumble, and about to be live on Rockfin when that red button is clickable. Hope everybody's having a good Thanksgiving Eve with whatever it is that you're doing. It's gotten really cold outside here in Georgia. It's been quite a shock. Climate change really affecting us with drastic changes in temperature. There's that red light. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic there. And we are live across all platforms. 60th anniversary of the JFK assassination. This is the Drive Time News Blast. Nighttime version. Thanksgiving holiday special, we'll call it. Before we get into that, top story. This is one for you sports fans out there. The Georgia Tech men's basketball team lost a nail-biter tonight to the Cincinnati Bearcats 89-54 in a game that could have gone either way. The Jackets controlled the game for the first 90 seconds, jumping out to a commanding 6-3 lead, but were unable to hang on as the Bearcats eventually overcame the deficit and escaped with a narrow 35-point victory. Nothing to hang your head about, Jackets fans. It was one of those games where you just needed 18 or 19 more shots to fall, and you would have come away, with a victory. So, hard fought game there. We'll get them next time. Now, on to the main story today that what we're going to talk about JFK, the assassination. I'm not an expert on the JFK assassination. It's been a long time since I've dove into that. But when I was cleaning my parents' house out, I found a number of very cool old newspapers. This one has Elvis stuff in there, and this one has the theory. This one that I'm holding is the Midnight Globe, and it's got the theory of the two Oswalds. If you've, ever, if you've ever heard that theory, it's one of my favorite theories. So I thought we could go through some of these old newspapers. Some of them are a couple of years later. Some are on the day he died, and we can just see what story was told in the press then. Versus what we know about it now. And I am going to have a good friend of the show join me to help me analyze what happened to JFK. Mr. President, former President Donald Trump. Mr. Trump, President Trump, thank you for joining me this evening.
1: You know, they say once the president, always the president.
0: Always the president. Especially in my heart. You're always a president. And this is a subject that I imagine is something that you've thought about a lot with as much pressure and all the attacks coming at you. Do you ever fear something like this that happened to JFK could potentially happen to you?
1: Well, you know, I, I don't, I don't put it outside of the realm of possibilities, Brad. Uh, You know, JFK wasn't the first president aside from myself to uh, go toe to
0: toe, round by round, bare knuckles style with the deep state. And the deep state tried to make an example out of him. And then his brother, Bobby, whose son, or not son, who, yeah, his, I guess, I guess Robert Kennedy Jr. would be his son, is now currently running for president and has spoken a lot about the CIA's role in his uncle's assassination. And most people, I would say today, don't believe the official version of the story. That is... Apparently, except for Gen Z, who I saw this article today. I thought we'd start with this first just to see the differences and the generational divide in people's beliefs about what happened to JFK. This is from Newsweek. Headline is JFK assassination, conspiracy viewed completely differently by Gen Z. And the article says, Generation Z Wait, is Generation Z? That's the younger one, right? Those yeah, they're the those the,
1: uh, the Zoomers. That's what. Uh, that's what you're. Okay. Ocasio Alexandria ocasio yeah. Cortez.
0: Well, she's a millennial, I think.
1: But uh, yeah, if she you're calls the them a the Generation younger. Zoomers. She loves yeah. these Zoomers. She says.
0: Yeah, she does a lot of ASMR popcorn eating to kind of. Uh, arouse them i would say on her instagram not that i've ever seen it i've only heard stories about it It says generation z americans are significantly more likely to believe lee harvey oswald was solely responsible for the assassination of president john f kennedy than their older compatriots is according to a new poll conducted exclusively by newsweek the survey found that of those members of generation z defined as those born between 1997 and 2012 old enough to vote So they only pulled ones old enough to vote. 36% believe one person, Lee Harvey Oswald, was responsible for the assassination of JFK. Another 42% think multiple people were involved in a conspiracy to assassinate Kennedy, with 21% unsure. And good for those 42% and those 21%. The 36%, I think they're going to severely hurt their prospects for Career opportunities in the future, if they're that gullible. That's just my opinion. What do you think? Do you believe the official story?
1: Oh, of course, I don't believe the official story. It's all fake news, you know. They, uh, there's, there's a lot of controversy surrounding uh, right after his death in Texas. You know, the, uh, the state wanted to do the autopsy, but the federal government wouldn't let them.
0: Yep, and there's been people who've come out lately. One of them was a former Secret Service agent who was protecting him that day. Of course, he was marketing a book who claimed that he actually saw the bullet that would shatter the single bullet magic bullet theory where the one hit Kennedy that also hit the other guy, the governor who was in the car with him in the leg. And this guy says he pulled that bullet off of the the table that they were wheeling Kennedy in in on to the hospital or wheeling him away from the car, he he, he saw the bullet, he took it off, and he put it in his pocket, and then he, oh, I'm saying that wrong. He took it off of the back seat of the car, then he put it on. He, He decided to put it on where Kennedy's dead body was, and then they rolled him away to the hospital, and it just kind of vanished. Who took that bullet? Who took his brain? You know, Kennedy's brain was like, stolen, nobody knows where it is? Do you have it? I I do not have John F. Kennedy's brain, but I'm... Mr. President? I think I lost you there, Mr. President. I heard a bon appetit in the background. I hope you're oh, not Oh, that's, under- that's my,
1: uh... That's my chef. Oh, okay. So you're being served a meal right now.
0: Well, uh, the, the, the meal's just prepared. It's ready for to be uh to be eaten chef ronald mcdonald serving the former president
1: well you know i do have a chef bring me the mcdonald's that i consume do
0: do you have him take a bite
1: out of it absolutely you
0: got to make sure there's no poison in it i completely agree let me ask you a quick aoc question before i go into this let me show you this here we'll find the right spot this is again the midnight globe and you see at the bottom there which I can't, it's like, it's a Russian name. Kurchesky used Oswald lookalike to murder JFK. And that's the story that we're going to go through here. I do want to ask you first though, I tell people quite often who really like AOC, that people who are progressives, I say, yeah, I love AOC too. She's the Donald Trump of the left. He's the AOC of the right because you guys both, can provoke people, provoke responses. She's a people...
1: sensationalist, I think, is what you're trying to you, say. You
0: guys are both good at playing the media and you both have exquisite forms. Well, you know, uh, you know, that's
1: that's probably the only good thing about her.
0: All right, Mr. President. Let's go through this article here. There's a lot of stories about Polanski, is that the guy who was charged with rape? A while ago about how he's dating Sharon Tate's sisters, like back in the '70s. So it's, it's funny to read these old newspapers. Right, I, so I was gonna say, Brad, I bet those are worth a pretty penny. Maybe they're falling apart. Here's what this first page here says: Why did the Warren Commission ignore Khrushchev? And the article, this folded back here. The article says, well, hold on a second here. All right. The shocking truth behind the assassination of President John F. Kennedy involves a monstrous international conspiracy that will scare the wits out of America and and the entire free world. So says a highly respected lawyer investigator who is about to unleash the biggest bombshell ever in the JFK murder mystery. I think it would be really hilarious if... That lawyer, it was like a young Rudy Giuliani, but we are not so lucky. The article goes on to say, after 14 years intensive investigation, British sleuth Michael Edowes has amassed a wealth of persuasive evidence to support a heart-stopping conclusion. Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev ordered Kennedy's death at the hands of a highly trained Russian assassin impersonating Lee Harvey Oswald. All right, Hold on one second. All right, trying to adjust my mic. It's getting a little too close to my face there. The article says, American leaders, America's leaders, President Lyndon Johnson included, not only knew, this, uh, knew of this plot, but actively concealed it from the American public to prevent the outbreak of nuclear war with Russia. What's more, says Ed- Edowes, Jack Ruby and George D. Mahorantylt were deeply involved in the assassination conspiracy, but their roles were deliberately hidden by the Warren Commission and the FBI. Perhaps the most stunning of all is E. Dow's evidence that Kroszkovic set up, set up his presidential murder squad a full year before the 1960 presidential election. Wow. He was, says E. Dow's, equally prepared to kill Richard Nixon had he beaten Kennedy for the presidency. And it was only after Kennedy twice humiliated Khrushchev. Check. I'm sure I'm saying that name wrong, by the way. For those listening who know how to pronounce it, I'm definitely pronouncing it wrong. So I apologize for that. So he was equally. uh, So he humiliated him twice over Berlin and the Cuban Missile Crisis. That the Russian leader gave the go ahead for JFK's assassination. The whole chilling plot is about to be unravelled in Edow's new book. It's always a book that's being marketed, the Oswald file, soon to be published by Clark and Porter and Midnight Globe. And he's given a special preview to them. And here's what he reveals in this book to America and the entire world. A 20-year-old ex-Marine named Lee Harvey Oswald visited Russia on October 16, 1959. Five days later, after a supposed suicide attempt, he was taken to Moscow's Boken Hospital. There he disappeared and his name and identity were taken over by a lookalike Soviet assassin who later wed a Russian girl Marina Proskova and entered the US pretending to be Lee Harvey Oswald. So they took him out when he was in Russia and replaced him. It was it's just a case of stolen identity. Well, was, you know, Oswald denounced his
1: uh, his American citizenship right before he left for Russia as well.
0: Very very interesting again for those just tuning in this is more of a, a casual show just going through some of these old stories about what happened to jfk and the theories from newspapers around the time that it happened and we're talking about the two oswald theory right now i, I think about stolen identities and i think modern cybersecurity, deep the deep web the dark web and now we have kind of a, an older form of the stolen identity the article goes on to say that it sounds like it sounds that if that sounds bizarre, consider these startling facts. Hold on one second here. Sorry about that. I'm adjusting my table here so I can see this a little bit better. The print's very tiny. You know, General
1: Patton, too. There's a uh, theory that he was actually uh, assassinated by a Russian assassin as well.
0: Who? Patton?
1: General George S. Patton.
0: That's what I love about you, Mr. President. You are a student of history. We have rim in the chat saying, well, 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 what do we have here? We have the former president talking about the assassination of another former president 60 years ago today. So consider these startling facts. This paper here says from 1960. What is the exact date of this publication? This, This is a few years after. Okay, so this is 77. This is, uh, this is uh, over 10 years after. We're going to go to one from the day after this. But the, the startling facts they present have been hidden or obscured by the Warren Commission. I actually have another paper here that is the day the Warren Commission came out. It's pretty funny to read. And it says on September 3rd, 1959, when the real Oswald was discharged from the re- Marine Corps, his height was measured by a Marine doctor at five foot 11. Seven days later, Oswald was issued a passport recording, recording his height at 5 foot 11. The following day he was issued a Department of Defense identification card by a Marine officer who measured his height as 5 foot 11. Yet the man who returned from Russia claiming to be Lee Harvey Oswald was a full two inches shorter. He was arrested for a minor street disturbance on August 9, 1963 by New Orleans police who measured him against a scale and recorded his height at 5'9". And the two doctors who performed the autopsy on him at Parkland Hospital in Dallas recorded the length of the corpse as 5'9". Marine Corps medical records show that the real Oswald had a permanent one and a half inch scar behind his left ear from a childhood mastoid operation. Yet the two eminent doctors who performed the autopsy on Kennedy's killer found no evidence of the injury where the scar should have been. The real Oswald had three distinct scars on his left arm. They are recorded as identifying marks in his Marine Corps medical records. The imposter Oswald had two scars on his left arm, differing in both positions and description from those in the Marine records. Besides these clear-cut physical discrepancies, Edal's offers additional evidence linking the imposter Oswald to a Russian plot. It's always a Russian plot, isn't it? For one thing, the assassination's the, the assassin's wife, Marina, was the niece of Ilya Pruskov, a colonial in the Soviet secret police. Further, on October 28, 1959, on the same day the phony Oswald was discharged from Bukhin Hospital in Moscow, Marina was enlisted in the Russian military. And when it came time for the two to enter the United States, Marina lied to immigration, telling them she had never been a member of Cosmola. K- Cosmo, 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 the voluntary communist youth organization, when in fact she had been. The evidence of conspiracy is also bolstered to contends by these facts. The supposed penniless Oswald owned at least $500 worth of professional spy equipment, including four cameras, two binoculars, a compass, a telescope, and a pedometer. Yet he did not ever use a camera to take a social photograph while in the United States. So I guess he didn't have a Facebook profile, the equivalent of that back then. Yet he did, yet he did not ever, okay, sorry. Wait, so he didn't use that and then... He never used it while in the U.S., it said. He did nothing that might have involved the innocent use of any of this equipment. So he had no alternative purposes for using all this spy equipment, is the claim. He carried a full set of professional quality false identifications with two names. In his first job in Dallas at a highly secret army map service, he worked alongside a suspect, a suspected spy who used the alias Jack Leslie Bowman, or Bowen. Later, he traveled to Mexico with another suspected spy who used the alias John Howard Bowen. And between September 27th and October 2nd, 1963, the imposter Oswald, to the next page here, visited the Soviet embassy and consult in Mexico, in Mexico City. And upon his return to Dallas, he immediately began applying for jobs at companies located on all the possible routes for President Kennedy's motorcade, says Edowes. He must have been told of all the possible routes that Kennedy could take. He's talking about the imposter, Oswald. So I'm going to show you a picture of these are the two different Oswalds they, they contend. Look at that. That's about as good as I can get that on the camera there. Hold on, let's scoot it over. It's hard to see, I know, but and I know cameras can play tricks depending on what angles are taken, but it does look like there are some pretty significant physical differences, but perhaps deepfake technology existed before we realized it. But perhaps the Zapruder film was a deepfake from all we know. What are your thoughts on this two Oswald theory thus far, Mr. President?
1: I mean, uh, Brad, two Oswalds, can you honestly lead, uh, rule out time travel?
0: I never rule out time travel.
1: I it, it time drop, think yeah. about it with uh, with everything that we found with all that Tesla tech and uh, what the deep state could have gotten their hands on opposed from what my uncle got his hands on. You see,
0: your uncle found out about some time travel with the Tesla technology that the FBI gave to you and they confiscated it after Tesla died.
1: What I'm saying is, uh, you know, the FBI probably didn't give my uncle every single thing. Uh, and besides right that, they probably also have access to the same stuff. So whatever, uh, whatever we have, they have. You know, it's like the old GI Joe Cobra dichotomy. Cobra
0: is that you talking exactly?
1: About? That's the exact Cobra that I'm talking uh, about. I thought,
0: I thought it might be. I, I knew you were a Cobra. Is a GI Joe villain? Is that correct or am I... uh
1: It's a, it's an elite terrorist organization.
0: Um, right. Yes course. Hold on. They uh I can tell you what it stands for. All right. I'll read a couple of the comments here thus far. Frighten me says when the government wants to cover something up, they form a commission, a Warren commission, the 9 commission, the January 6th Commission. That's that's a great point. And I, I would agree here with you, Troy. Troy says I find it hard to believe Russians want a JFK dead. I think he was going to pull out of Vietnam, which probably had something to do with his assassination. Russia is always a scapegoat. So when you look back on history, especially after the past few years and the Russia gate with you, Mr. President, it, it makes me just think it's the kind of the same story all over again that they're trying to demonize them. Because you read a lot of these articles from and I found so many newspapers from back in the mid-1960s and seventies covering the Vietnam War and it's talking about ceasefires, it's talking about uh, um, defending democracy all the same stuff we're hearing today on the news just in a little bit of a, a, a different historical context but it, it's, it's the same messaging uh over and over again and frighten me again says kennedy found out israel was stealing nuclear material from the u.s for their secret uh reactor and i i saw some israel stuff in some of these articles related to it as well and a rim says on rockfin Corey Hughes just wrote a book on the JFK assassination. Now, is Corey Hughes the former Secret Service guy, or is that somebody else? Because I know that a former Secret Service guy of Kennedy says he's speaking out for the first time in his new book. And then rim says that Jack Valentine is the shooter on the grassy. No, I have seen Jack Valentine's name pop up a number of times in many of these old newspapers. Did you find that reference to Cobra, Mr. President? I actually couldn't find it, Brad. Well, some things elude us. Perhaps the deep state is covering up the reference because they don't like us comparing it to them. Or because they actually are Cobra in real life. Possibly. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? We're going to have the family over and have
1: the biggest McRib you've ever seen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's the only way to do Thanksgiving is with a giant McRib that can feed the whole Trump family. All right, let's dive well, back I've in. Got the
1: McRib. It's McRib. it's a fun ceremony.
0: Are you cooking it or is Melania gonna be in there? Uh neither one of us cooking. McDonald's cooks it Then
1: you know, we have the uh we have the chef go pick it up and bring it over. He's actually gonna be molding the uh
0: the uh the McRibs into uh, turkey shape. What a fantastic event that you guys are going to be holding. I wonder who's going to be cooking for Obama since what happened to his chef and all at his property over there. I don't know. I hope the Obamas are able to have someone cook them a nice Thanksgiving meal. So, I mean, you, uh, you think that him and that chef have been uh, a little bucket bombing, you know, banging it out. I don't know. It might have been something going on there, a little boom banging. Who knows who it was with or what was happening. I don't want to slander the dead i don't know anything about the guy i just know that it's a really strange story and there's been very little information that has been covered on that and the obamas just uh his grandmother was a waitress this is his grandmother's official story she was a waitress at a diner and then the next day she was the president of a bank it's all very strange mr president your theory it wasn't even your theory that he was born in another country. It was Hillary Clinton's, but you got blamed for it and called a racist for it. And... Well, I mean, it
1: was all the Clintons who created the whole birther thing.
0: That's exactly true. Maybe it was Obama who had something to do with... But uh, uh, whose who's mom became the, the leader of a bank? It's just, it was his grandmother who who helped raise him, Obama. Like, you read about his grandmother and the way the story goes is one day she was serving people at a diner for low wages and then it's like... And then she was the president of a bank. I'm like, how, how do you make that jump with no description of A to B there? But that's kind of how it went. I'll tell you exactly how you make a deal with the devil. There you go. You make a deal with Hillary Clinton herself. And then uh, and then it comes to Parisian. Well, he did exactly that. And a couple more paragraphs in this two Oswald theory article. Where, where were we here? So six days after he rented the uh, Jack... Okay, so now we're getting to Jack Ruby's role. Jack Ruby's role in the assassination, downplayed by the Warren Commission, uh, after FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover testified that there was no link between Ruby and JFK's assass- assassin, was in reality a major part. It was Ruby, he contends, who was assigned to engineer Oswald's escape from Dallas, and it was only when the escape plan failed that Ruby was ordered to murder the assassin to keep him from testifying. As proof, Edal's lists an array of activities by the two men, which he believes points to something far more incriminating than mere coincidence. Jack Ruby, his alias Jack Rubenstein, attended communist meetings in the early 1940s in a hall above a jewel shop where he worked in Indiana. The week that Oswald, quote Oswald, so are talking about the fake Oswald, arrived in New Orleans, Ruby flew him from Dallas to Havana, where there, were Soviet, where there was a Soviet embassy, to New back to New Orleans, where he dropped out of sight. Where he then dropped out of sight temporarily, on November 18, 1963, just days before the assassination, Ruby met at his Dallas nightclub with the sister of a woman who was Oswald's resident housekeeper. That's interesting. Six days after Oswald rented a post office box in Dallas, Ruby rented one just eight feet away. Just eight feet away was his post office box. Wow. It says, it was, says E. Dows, the first he had rented during his 18 years in Dallas. When Oswald was captured after the assassination, he had purchased a bus ticket to a stop that was a full mile from his own rooming house, but only four blocks from Ruby's apartment. It's a bit of, you know, I see what they're going at. It's a bit of a leap leap in logic there. Oh, yeah. I actually found
1: the meaning of Cobra while you were going.
0: What there. is it? It's, uh, <clears throat> Conversion by blackmail, revolution, and
1: anarchy. Cobra.
0: Wow. So Cobra's an anarchist. Maybe Cobra's the good guy. They, they say they're an anarchist, but they want,
1: uh, they want to create a new world order, right? Well, We're yeah, at the top of the new world order. So
0: they're anarchists to try, to try and get people to cause chaos, but they're actually all about global dominance.
1: You know, it's much like what they're doing with uh, the people of the BLMs and the uh, the Antifas.
0: antifa. Ex- antifa. Yeah. <laughs> Who some people say, "Whoa, Mister President, we got a flash there of the kitchen preparing the giant rib meal that you're going to be having tomorrow." It's activists being manipulated by organizers and Cobra is no different, it sounds like. So a stripper from Ruby's nightclub told the Secret Service and t- told the Secret Service that she suspected that Ruby and Oswald were co-conspirators with others and that she feared she'd be killed for testifying. Although changing changing her name and moving to another part of the United States, oh, she was shot dead in the street. So she changed her name, moved across the country and then was killed. Uh, that, I'd be interested to know the circumstances surrounding that. Edowes also establishes the link between Ruby and George D-M-O-H-R-E-N-S-C-H-I-L-D-T, that's his last name, who he says had been under FBI surveillance as a suspected spy as far back as 1941 and who was an open associate of the imposter Oswald. It is a remarkable coincidence that in a city of 300 square miles during 1956, 7, and 8, and perhaps thereafter, uh, D. Morhenchild and Ruby had access to apartments in the same block less than 100 yards apart. They're all in the same vicinity. We get all that. It it is my belief that these three men, uh, George D., Jack Ruby, and the fake Oswald, were the three primary operators at work in Dallas for the purpose of killing President Kennedy, and in, in support of his government cover-up theory, Eadles puts to a points to a memorandum recently uncovered by a researcher. A memorandum dated June 3rd, 1960, and signed by J. Edgar Hoover, that says, "Since there is a possibility that an impostor is using Oswald's birth certificate, any current information the Department of State may have concerning uh, concerning the subject will be appreciated." So they were also investigating this. What happened, says Eadles, is that the FBI and the State Department flat out blew it. Wouldn't be the first time or the last time. They failed to follow up on their suspicion and instead let the imposter Oswald into America where he combined with Ruby and uh, D. Morinchild to assassinate President Kennedy. I'm going to stop there. Is there ever a big major event with a shooting or an assassination or, or a, a bombing where the FBI didn't have foreknowledge of the of the a- alleged suspect? Do they ever not see it coming?
1: Well, I mean, you know... Uh... Some people say that they intercepted a message uh, right before Pearl Harbor that Pearl Harbor was coming. Uh, you know, and also going back to General George Patton, uh, he wrote a paper uh, before World War II called "Surprise," which was about how uh, their base in Hawaii was actually uh, was was actually ripe for uh,
0: a, an attack on it. Yeah, and they had all the boats that they left there. Yeah, there's always this idea of we're following the rules of war. You know, they will make it look like that. And to follow the rules of war, you have to make everything look like it is a war of defense. You're only engaging because you were attacked first. So that would incentivize world leaders who want to create war to do nothing but false flags. And yet, you bring up the idea of a false flag unless it's Russia, and people just say you're crazy. It doesn't happen. Actually, the incentive structure is for them to do false flags all the time. They have no incentive to not do them based on how they try and take over the world and do it by following the rules of war. One more, or one more little, couple more little sections, one more little section here. It's not much more here, but the memorandum, we got to that. So, what happens? They failed, they failed to follow up on it. So after Kennedy's murder, American leaders quickly discovered their mistake and had but one choice, and that was to cover it up or risk World War III. Really, they were going to risk World War III if they didn't cover up the fact that a fake Oswald was a murderer. That is why representatives of five crack investigating agencies interviewed the captured assassin in Dallas without making a single note or recording anything. It's why shortly before 9 p.m. that night, the White House exerted pressure on Dallas officials and police not to disclose the suspected Russian conspiracy. It is also why the Warren Commission did not ask, did not ask for, nor did they receive detailed information on obvious physical differences between the real Lee Harvey Oswald and the man who killed JFK. And concludes Edowes, it is the reason why on December 10th, 1963, 17 FBI employees were censored, censured or placed on probation for shortcomings in connection with the investigation of Oswald. So, and they have pictures of some of these documents and the medical records and stuff like that. You know what I'm still hearing from this theory? I'm still hearing that solo shooter, lone gunman. I just don't know if that's, I don't know. What do you think of that theory that was presented? Uh, The one that was
1: just presented?
0: Yeah, that one one right uh, there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't think it's preposterous.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, me either. But you know, uh,
1: yeah. I, I think it's very coincidental that you know all these alphabet companies uh, reacted the way they reacted during this situation, considering that also the first person that uh, LBJ chose for the Warren commis- com- Commission was uh, was Dulles. It was the former director of the CIA that Kennedy had fired.
0: And there was a lot of people who benefited from killing or Kennedy. We have a question or a comment in the chat So, who benefited the most. There's the mob, the CIA. There's many organizations that could have benefited. You see that headline there, Mr. President? Kennedy killed. This is from the AJC. On November 22nd, 60 years ago. 1963, and he was assassinated, it says, in a burst of fire in downtown Dallas. And then Governor Conley was also shot. So this is like a fresh report on what happened. They said the president's limp body cradled in the arms of his wife was rushed to Parkland Hospital, which, you know, Parkland makes me think of the Parkland shooting when I hear Parkland Hospital. And a Secret Service agent assigned to Miss Kennedy said he's dead, and the incident occurred just east of the underpass. It doesn't give... Much detail of it. This must have been published almost immediately after it happened. It says it was impossible to tell at once where Kennedy was, but bullet wounds in Conley's chest were plainly visible. So that was an interesting one. That just to see that initial reaction. Then we have one here where it's this is from November 23rd, 1963, the day after. And the headline here from the AJC is Johnson takes awesome duty. Kennedy's body lies in, uh, is it repose? Is that how you say that word? Um, the AJC's slogan back then was apparently, covers Dixie like the dew. That's an interesting headline there. But here, uh, here's the, the day after. A lot of people think Lyndon B. Johnson. Well, everybody knows that Dixie's very dewy. Very dewy. And Lyndon B. Johnson, a lot of people think he was involved because it thrust him to power and him and Kennedy didn't always get along so great. And it talks about the nation's great.
1: I mean, who benefited the most? Lyndon B. Johnson, the CIA. Kennedy
0: was planning on, uh, you know, dismantling the CIA. That was, that was the claim anyway. And that would certainly threaten their power, which is, uh, you know, you think
1: about that last, uh, that last speech you gave right before. Right. He's talking about secret societies.
0: You know, some people believe that there's a uh, there's a broader context to that speech where he was actually talking to people who were part of the power structure, and he was warning them that everybody else was going to be mad at them. That's one interpretation that some people have. But you're right; he was in conflict with the uh, the three-letter alphabet agencies I mean, quite a bit. I mean, look at look at us right now. How many of us are mad
1: at the deep state?
0: Well, right now, you have people echoing similar themes about taking him down. You, uh, Vivek, and I uh, think— Ah, Vivek. I really like that Vivek. Absolutely. You know, he could fit in my pocket. You Carry your vice president around in your pocket all the time, if that's the role that he ends up uh, in. You know,
1: I don't, I don't see him as a vice president. I see him as like a press secretary. I,
0: oh, yeah, he'd be a great press secretary. He'd just go after the BS media like he does uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, he's like a little hound dog. He is kind of a hound dog. You could play Elvis' Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog uh, every time he came out. Dave says in the chats here that he was only on the ticket to help carry Texas, that Linda B. Johnson was, and that Roger Stone, for what's worse, says Nixon told him it was LBJ. It wouldn't surprise me. It's just, you know, they're not going to tell us the truth about it. You know, release all the documents. I put a question on Twitter. I asked people if Robert Kennedy Jr., if RFK Jr. wins the presidency, Will he finally release all of the JFK documents, the classified documents? And like 70% of people in the little poll, it's not a scientific poll, but everybody was like, nope, he won't. And and I agree with him. I I think that most people, What, what, Mr. President, what happened when you became the president? And maybe you wanted to release some documents like that. What did they say? I mean, I did. I released
1: a lot of the documents. Right. But, you know, the deep state, it's it's far and wide. It's, it's entrenched very deep into the soil of uh, the planet, you know, because it's not just our deep state. There's deep states all over the place. Uh, I like to think that the deep state is just a rebranding for something like the Illuminati.
0: You know, that's what they do once they're exposed and their real names, they change them. And then they warn people not to associate them with the other names so they can continue their... Cabal organization in the dark. We have A-Rim says that if you watch the Zapruder film, which when played side by side with other videos taken, indicate that the Zapruder film was definitely edited. Yeah, I have seen some of that. And also says any honest person will conclude that JFK was already shot. Clear as day and was already dying and reached out and took Jackie's hand before his head was shot. Interesting. And we have uh, Troy on YouTube says, personally, I don't think LBJ was in on it. He owned Bell Helicopters. So they knew he would welcome the continuation of Vietnam because it was in his interest. Yeah, there's a lot of Vietnam reporting in these papers too. And they talk about it very differently in the 60s than they did back then. And so you have the first page of this. This is, again, the day after he was killed. And you have the headline of Atlanta sick with horror. And they get quotes from... All, all the Atlantans that uh, their reactions to my mom was in high school at the time. And she told oh, me she remembers talking it.
1: about Atlanteans. Is it like,
0: no, no, not, not the underwater ocean.
1: Right. No. Yeah. That's, that's why I thought you were talking about. Yeah. It first.
0: Well, I'm sure that they were also sick with horror when they found out what
1: happened. Oh yeah. You know, they're, they're a very, uh, they're a very loving group. The Atlanteans.
0: Have you ever been down there to the bottom of the ocean? Uh, I haven't been to the bottom of the ocean. No, there's
1: there's a there's a big uh, big barrier of uh, gravity between us and the bottom of the ocean, Brad.
0: Yeah, that's true. So you know what they did when Kennedy was died for the next uh, the day after the day of and the day after, which we would never do today, is they suspended all advertising on television. They stopped running ads. Isn't that crazy to think about? No commercials because out of respect for the president.
1: Well, I mean, at that point in time, uh, I don't even know if Project Mockingbird had happened then.
0: It, it, right. Well, I think there's always been some sort of version of that. But like today, I think if something were to happen to Joe, God forbid, they'd be like, breaking news. President Biden, you know, they would break the news to the nation, the sad breaking news. news.
1: President Biden slipped and fell up a staircase and broke his neck.
0: Broke his neck. And then it would, and then it go, more on what happened right after this, and then it would cut to an erectile dysfunction. After. You
1: know that Joe Biden, he's got uh, he's got very,
0: uh, very hollow bones. He does, and you know what I think they should do because they've been talking about the bubble wrap strategy for Joe Biden, where they try and just prevent him from slipping up or slip slipping upstairs or slipping up verbally by just just kind of like they did when he ran against you from the basement. I think the best way for them to handle Biden, his propensity to fall anyway, is one, you have to get surround him with a bunch of younger aides and they have to start falling down more than he does so that it looks like he's more stable than all the younger people. And they also have to build replica sets of everywhere they go of airplane tarmacs of the Oval Office. And it just has to be one of those moonwalks, those bounce houses that kids parties have. And so every time he falls, he's not at risk of breaking a hip. And he pops right back up, and he looks very spry. I well, think that's you know, how you, you handles
1: it. You had said the bubble wrap. I think it'd be fun to give him, like, a full suit made out of bubble wrap and let him walk around with it.
0: Like he can't even put his arms down? Yeah, like the Michelin man. He's the Michelin president is maybe what they'll call him. I showed you that one. Do you think he is going to be your opponent, If you know, assuming that you're going to win?
1: You know, a lot of people think that he's uh, the Twenty Fifth Amendment's coming for him. There, uh, some people are predicting a change of batter. You know, finding yeah. getting a
0: way to get him out and uh, get somebody else in there. I'd yeah, I'd like to see a a Jill Biden Michelle Obama ticket personally. I think it'd be a good ticket.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, that'd be one for the ages. You see that headline there, Mr. President?
0: Oswald on own in. It says, Oswald on own and slaying. So there, this is when the Warren Commission came out. The Warren Commission finds that Oswald was the only person involved. So this is when the obstruction of what happened occurred. And this is from September 28th, 1964. The subheadline is, Report Hits Kennedy's Protection. So it's funny because it, it, the, the article blames the FBI. It talks about how the Secret Service... Uh, um, that they had responsibility lapses and, and the FBI was aware of Oswald. It says, just like we hear with every story today, the FBI knew that this guy was on his radar. It's the same freaking story. And the neither agency spoke about it at this point in time. There's a the picture of Oswald being shot by uh, the nightclub owner right there. And, the most interesting part of this little article here is this. Let's see if you can see this. Let me get that. All right. So can you see what that says right there? Probes rule out conspiracy. Probe. Yeah. They probed whoever. They probed all the people involved, and they rule out conspiracy. And it's an entire article uh, about how the wacky conspiracy theorists are just liars. So these probes, uh, what, are they, what do they end up sticking them? What do they stick them with? I'm not sure what they did back then. It's probably some some real you know, medieval-type probes that they did on these people. But th- this, I'm going to read you a couple paragraphs from this article to see if they speak about conspiracy theorists the same way back then as they, as they do now. The assassination of Kennedy was the work of one unhappy man, Lee Harvey Oswald. There was no conspiracy foreign or domestic, the article says. There was the central finding in the Warren, that was the central finding in the Warren Commission's report, made public on Sunday. Chief Justice Earl Warren and the six other members of the President's Commission on the assassination were unanimously on, agreed unanimously on all questions. And the commission found that Jack Ruby acted on his own in the killing of Oswald. Everybody acted on their own. It rejected all theories that the two men were in some way connected. It said neither a uh, rightist nor communist bore the responsibility for the murder of the president in Dallas on November twenty second. What did Oswald? Why did Oswald do it? This is the most important and most mysterious question. The commission had no certain answers to. It suggested Oswald had no rational purpose, no motive, no motive adequate if judged by the standard of a re- of reasonable men. What a bullshit report they put out there. They said he was profoundly alienated from the world in which he lived, and he had very few, if any, close relationships with other people, and he appeared to have great difficulty in finding a meaningful place in the world. This is a description of every one of these lone gunmen that they describe. He was never satisfied with anything, the report says. When he was in the U.S., he resented capitalist system. When he was in the Soviet Union, he resented communism. So he hated absolutely everything. And then they go through how there's no Soviet link. They just, the whole report is designed to silence conspiracy theories. I find like that's what all of these reports are. The January 6th Commission, as mentioned earlier uh, in the chats, the 9 11 Commission. Whenever there is a commissioned report, it is designed to silence the people who are questioning the obviously bogus narrative story. Do we uh, don't we still unanimously agree that Oswald acted alone? Says Retied. Gen Z does, as we covered at the beginning of the uh, the show. Gen Z thinks that he acted alone. I, I, who knows what the truth is about it? Is so so many different theories and so much obvious lying going on, and so much obviously opportunistic books put out there because they know people want to find the truth. I think it's a disgrace that they have turned jfk's presidency into his assassination instead of focusing on what you mentioned earlier mr president which is the fact that he was talking about this you know disassembling the cia and other organizations
1: well you know those Gen Zers they think they know everything don't they i, I really do
0: tiktok generation what is this? this had a weird headline here look at this read you this couple of headlines here then show you some pictures get your reaction to them so again this is 1964 and assassination probe used atomic so that's like they used the science to find out who did it and then there's an article here about how they're finally ending the draft when it comes to vietnam and uh, there's one article about
1: are they going to be striking up a brand new draft for that World War III? They're bringing in? Uh,
0: you know what? They're going to be drafting all those champion female trans swimmers in college. I mean, they're dominating there. Are they going to put them on the front lines and make them Navy SEALs? They, they're going to put them on the front lines, and they're going to immediately charge the enemy, rip their pants down, and start blowing them. I mean, that's a that's an attack that they never see coming. There's Oswald. Specula- assassination speculation weeded out. Where's this headline? There was a headline that talked about the Jews in the AJC. I was trying to find it because it, it sounded funny. Oh, I think this is it. No, it's the wrong page. I'll have to, I'll have to, it, man, this is a huge spread that they didn't really try to squash this theory. Even the British see a lesson in the Warren Report. Of course, the British do. The British, we, we are the British's bitch, and we have been for a long time.
1: You know, uh, You know, Kennedy was a big advocate for peace. Big peace advocate.
0: They don't like that. They don't like people who go after peace.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. They want their wars. They want to be able to make their money and have their control through wars.
0: I have a, I have a question for you, Mr. President. This might be a bit sensitive, but Retod, ask me why I'm platforming the democracy destroyer, which is what they brand you. Oh, uh,
1: I don't know who you're talking about, who
0: Retod is
1: uh it sounds like he's a little retarded if you uh if you ask me um but democracy destroy we live in a republic i think republic- he's being
0: sarcastic i think he's being sarcastic about the way the media brands you
1: all right i'm just saying I, i'm not i'm not pulling my punches you yeah. know uh it's it's hard to it's hard to see uh to see people being uh, uh, sarcastic through text, you know, we, uh, very, we, we read a lot of things these days with these text messages.
0: Well, if we were like the mainstream media, we would just interpret, we would ignore the obvious interpretation and come up with a convoluted interpretation like they do with everything that you ever say. What is your reaction? Because I haven't had a chance to talk to you since, to morning, jo- morning murdered his intern, maybe, some people believe Joe saying that you are literally going to kill and imprison people if you become president again. He, I he's mean, Morning that. Joe's out of his mind. Uh, we have we have something called a
1: constitution, which they like to forget about a lot, you know, because they want to get rid of it. Uh, the constitution's actually what would protect the people from me if I was a psychopath.
0: Right. And, you know, you didn't exactly do all the things they claimed you were going to do before. But now they're they're pretty worried. Oh,
1: uh, we're gonna drain the swamp this time. This uh, this entire thing was a setup,
0: and that's what Vivek believes he can help you do. That's a differentiating point for I him. Mean, like or, I
1: said, like I said during the debates, Vivek does a great job of campaigning for me. He he does. You're right about that. Um, hey, and tell your friend I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call him retarded. He didn't mean uh, to call you especially, retarded, especially. <laughs> Especially if he's not retarded.
0: He says the sarcasm front has got him. He says we need a sarcasm front. He says it's gotten him into trouble. Me too. Like they, they want to, they the media will interpret something that they know is sarcasm, that they know is a joke. They will interpret as, as literal and awful when they know full well it's a joke. And when somebody on their side says something that like Hillary Clinton could be like, I just murdered a child and sucked his blood and she could be 100% serious. And the media could say Hillary Clinton makes hilarious joke about uh, adrenochrome and the right goes crazy. which she did plenty of times on Epstein's Island. And there's, yeah, she always was sucking the adrenochrome because you know, they sew those, the, in the studies, they sew the rats, the old rats to the young rats back to back. I think that Hillary Clinton has people so sew, children sewn to her back like there's an X-Filed episode where they did that. And, and I believe that that's why we only see her every six months or so.
1: Well, you know, that X-Files could have been like a, like an insider trying to explain things to everybody. Life works a lot like a fiction novel. They got to express and tell us exactly what they're going to do before they do it.
0: Is that, so that's like a revelation of the methods type thing. There's uh, they have
1: rules, you know, we all have rules to this game. Why and do these uh, demons follow rules though? I'm sorry?
0: Why do these demons follow rules?
1: Well, who says that they're necessarily demons? They could just be being controlled by them. That's true. But Uh, they have rules to these games. You got to follow these rules. You got to play within the rules, even though these rules are a lot more crazier than rules that you and I might have in a normal everyday life. What Uh, kind of rules rules do you follow? I'm sorry?
0: What kind of rules do you follow?
1: Well, you know, I'm playing the opponent. I'm not playing the game.
0: And that's what the difference is. I see. So you won't play their game. You'll just defeat them in their obvious corrupt actions. But look at this. Hey, isn't they're a, playing the game themselves. That's why it's so out in the open. Yeah. And they do put it out in the open. I think they put it out in the open because they see what they can get away with. So they don't have to hide it anymore. But these old magazines that are covering the Kennedy assassination, they're filled with nothing but cigarette ads. This is like a warm Christmas picture. It says, Lucky Stripes separates the men from the boys, but not from the girls, because the girls like the men who smoke Lucky Stripes. Very beautiful Christmas scene. And it looks like this guy chopped down that Christmas tree with his bare hands, stuck a Lucky Stripes in his mouth, lit it up and went home, laid his wife on the bed and and had passionate fornication because smoking is a pleasure meant for adults, and Lucky Stripes is a fine tobacco, which is blended for adult taste. If you're an adult smoker, remember, Lucky Stripes means fine tobacco. Give Lucky Stripes in the Handsome Holiday cartoon and plug your wife, because she's so turned on. Some of that was a little bit improvised, but that's all I'm going to go through with the Kennedy stuff, Mr. President. If you got a few more minutes, I wanted to get your opinion on a couple stories here uh, after reading some comments. Wonder what they have on uh Morning, Joe. After he married Mika Brzezinski, you know Mika Brzezinski's father, the the globalist who wrote about world domination all the time. You're familiar with him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, have you ever met him? He's dead now, but you know, I've met a lot of people. Met a lot of people. Right. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, I've met I've met a good number of people. Also, what kind of memory do you have, Mr. President? Some people have been saying that you've been. Slipping up, you've been calling Biden Obama, even though a lot of people do that.
1: I like to call him a Biden sometimes. It's really just an extension of the same presidency. You know, Obama's down in the basement of the White House right now.
0: Is he really? What's he doing?
1: Well, one, he's living down there rent-free. He's living rent-free. And two, he's he's giving orders to old, old Job uh through the earpiece you know he's got he's got the okay, microphone yeah. down there he's giving him orders he's got all these screens there's a lot of screens under the white house uh, uh they actually show all the cameras in the world on any channel you want obama in the bottom
0: of the white house you can see anywhere in the world yeah it's like uh it's it's like a terror dome down there were you did you ever watch me for any period of time while you were president uh Brad, I try to watch you as often as I can. You're a very entertaining young man. I appreciate that, Mr. President. You not as entertaining as you. You are you're like a master stand-up comedian doing two-hour shows with some of these tours.
1: Well, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> I did roast them all. And yeah. uh and I, I think that's you. one of my strong suits. You know, I'm am I'm a funny guy. Uh, and I don't try to be funny. You can see when they try to be funny that they're not that funny.
0: Yeah, and you make a great point. You understand the art. One of my favorite things that you did was the joan rivers roast where you talked about her dusty vagina that hasn't been entered in decades i thought that was brilliant
1: oh uh, you know Joan, she was a very wonderful woman very very wonderful very insightful <laughs> very insightful that joan rivers
0: she was yeah yeah and troy says with due respect mr president you did voice support for red flag laws it doesn't sound constitutional do you have a response for that
1: uh you know my memory is getting a little hazy right now uh i'm not i'm not familiar with what the, no, you don't
0: remember that the red flag laws are red flag laws uh, uh the, the red flag laws are where it's like pre-crime to, it's a way to take people's gun rights away
1: oh so it's like some uh what's that movie with tom cruise
0: it, i think it's oh um yeah now i know what you're talking about the minority old, a, report yes minority report which is very racist sounding a movie, I'd have to say. Although, I'd say Tom Cruise is the only person who doesn't make gay, woke movies now.
1: You know, it's odd. You'd, you'd, think, that, you'd think the opposite of old Tom.
0: Right. Yeah, he does make a lot of good points, but then you go back to the Scientology. A-Rim wants to know what you'll do different, Mr. President, in your second term to make up for the mistakes of your first term. I mean, the second
1: term's going to be a show, baby. Uh, we've got <laughs> them all. We're going to, like, everything that you've been wanting to see, it's coming on that train. It's coming. We're gonna go after each and every one of them. You know that's why I'm taking all these slings and arrows because it sets and spread. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you can you can do the same thing to me,
0: and I can turn around and do it to you. So, are you going to do what? Like Roseanne responded to Morning Joe's claims that you're gonna murder. Uh, um, people, murder your opposition, jail them, and, and go after their supporters. And she said something like, I, I, I've i already endorsed him. I don't need any more reasons. Co- so she seemed to you know, embrace what Joe says. Is there any truth to what his claims are? Well, you know, his
1: claims, uh, I'm not going after the people. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I'm not going after the people. I love the people. I love each and every one of us Americans, and I'll always put America first.
0: Yes, yeah, so and that's that's the message that Vivek has put out, too. David says that Joe, um, I guess Joe Rogan, uh, talked about taking his kids to a Trump rally in, in, in 2016, and they loved it. I hear that about a lot of people say that it's like, uh, you know, people have their bucket list, or they want to go see Mount Rushmore or, or the Grand Canyon, and, and also a Trump rally. I want to go see a Trump rally before I die because of the entertainment level and, and just the electricity in the crowd. And... I played some clips of you signing that young woman's breast, a 28-year-old bartender's breast. And I, I believe that like 98-year-old woman with the larger breast behind her also wanted her titty signed. And I've never seen anything like it. Well, you
1: know, Brad, I, I think you have seen a little bit like it. It's like a University of Georgia uh uh pre-game party, you know. Uh tailgate party when they all get together in Athens and act like lunatics.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well. It, it, it'll be maybe that, that distraction is the fun people need um, to enjoy things while the world world burns. Because I have to say, Arim, he, he sees your idea of the show as as doing to your opposition what they did to you, and I don't think he's buying that. That's going to make up for your mistakes. He he, he wants to, he, he's demanding to know what else, Mr. President. I like, mean, what is what
1: does he think my mistakes were then? One, I was the funniest president the world's ever seen.
0: That Was that a goal of yours at the top of the checklist? That was
1: the absolute top of the checklist right there.
0: Well, you check that box. I, I don't think anybody can disagree with that. I think he may, might be viewing it from the perspective of uh, the people, of the draining the swamp, of a lot of people have questions about Operation Warp Speed. I know that it gets to be a sensitive area that, you know, uh, that you're, you're DeSantamonious. You know, he's come at you at a little bit. And so he says he's in for the show. He loves to see the entertaining show, but he also wants you to make up for some of those other mistakes. And while you roll that around in your brain, I'm sure you're you're uh, pulling some pieces of that big-ass McRib you're growing for Thanksgiving. You see the story here where it's about this Democrat that was doxed as a dominatrix? <laughs> she bolsters her congressional campaign with a Playboy profile. This is an org. We had this story a few weeks ago about this, candidate for office in virginia that turned out to be a chatterbait sex worker who who half her campaign donations came from people who were paying her to watch four guys bang her and she always insisted that her husband goes last Like like she jokes she jokes about cucking her husband and this is a woman who after this was revealed raised half a million dollars from uh democrats on the national level because they wanted her to get in there because there was, like, a, a crucial position. And it's like, these are things you used to hide from your resume. But now it's like, why should we hire you? Well, I'm a chatterbait whore who, if you pay me enough, will go to a private room. You can see anal, which you can see she says this to people in these videos. And you can see in the transcripts. And my husband always bangs me last. And, <laughs>
1: uh, and what, she's going for kindergarten teacher?
0: Well, you know, she's a nurse, actually, but that's a position I'm sure they would like to thrust her into. And, I, I you know, she's the only candidate that she, who can say that 80 or 85 percent of her campaign donors have seen her butthole. And that that's one thing she has gone for. She did lose narrowly. And she said in the aftermath that she would have rather gotten slam hammered than just lose narrowly. But the Democrats put money into this woman. And now we see another one here who it was revealed— by the New York Post, she was doxed as a dominatrix. It doesn't hurt them to dox them. If you dox them as a dominatrix who, who's getting gangbanged in public, they're going to get more campaign donations from the Democrats.
1: Well, so, not only that, but they're going to get more people to <clears throat> gangbang in public with them.
0: Right. And nobody wants to see that. Not, I mean, maybe in California.
1: Oh, yeah. They love seeing that type of stuff in California. Gavin Newsom's all about it.
0: Uh, hey, what is is this something to
1: make up for? What if every Wednesday we fly zeppelins over the country, and uh, like in a football game, they they drop cheeseburgers out of the bottom of them with little tiny parachutes?
0: All right, so that's the salute. A is the cheeseburgers with little tiny parachutes dropped around the country, kind of like kind of like we we drop pamphlets during war to inform people about you. You're giving people a taste. Uh, of uh america with that would that make up for the mistakes Aaron? and it's helped feeding the homeless I obviously help feeding the homeless and, and he he wants so he says that's my question what are your mistakes i think he wants some acknowledgement of those mistakes mr president that could go a long i'd way, like to Aaron. know
1: what what he thinks my mistakes are let's um, be, i don't know what acknowledgement he's looking for i did not my <laughs> look i'm in court in two different places right now They've got multiple other ones on here. I'm not on your show to go on
0: trial for ARAB. Mr. President, you're, yeah, you're on trial right now. <laughs> hey, look, we're just trying to keep you battle-tested because you're going to be getting questions like this, and we want you to be sharp, and, and you have been sharp. You, you know, Joe Biden looks like he's 103. You look like you're—you don't look a day over 63, Mr. President, with that energy you have.
1: Oh, you know, it's since I age well and— uh... And I I take my vitamins in the morning I'm on the uh, Hulk Hogan Vitamin plan
0: What what vitamins does the Hulk Hogan plan Consist of?
1: Uh, You know uh, Zinc, vitamin C, a lot of vitamin D Vitamin D is good for you It's good for you, get some sun, yeah Uh, Get some vitamin E in there
0: Vitamin E, what does that do? Uh, I don't know what it does But it's good (laughs) The irony is, uh, the irony is, Brandon is literally a dotard, Brandon being President Biden, President, or O Biden, as a lot of people call him. But this article about this Democrat that was doxxed, her name is Courtney Cassegrew, maybe she's from Louisiana with that name, who wants to represent Portland's western suburbs. Who would have thunk it? She probably is the one who doxed herself if she's out there in Portland. She, uh, it says, that she was horrified when a clip of her working a midtown BDSM dungeon was anonymously posted to Reddit. Can you imagine that? What, what if you're like an on the ground? I think she nighter? posted it herself. You probably, yeah, I'm sure she did too. But like, you're like, you're like. 18, 19, you just want to get involved, and you're, yay, I'm knocking on doors, and I just want to uh, uh, ask you if you're registered to vote and tell you why you should vote for Courtney Cassegrew for the Western District of Portland, and then you go home, and you see that a BDSM dungeon video of hers was released. That's got to really throw your mind uh, in in a spin. I mean, you know, um, they
1: voted in Sloth from the Goonies, so uh, I don't see this being an issue either.
0: So Aram a- says that you're mis- Trump's mistakes, giving the establishment 99% of what they wanted. And he says, is that all you are, Trump? 1%. A- you didn't throw us into as many wars as other presidents have. And so that, that uh, I'll give you a lot of credit for. I-, I think that he's just wanting to know that the balance of, because I hey, get we're, that- we're,
1: we're waking people up right he, now is what's going on. We're waking up the world. We're showing them the deep state and then we're going to uproot it. And you know, not only are we going to drain the swamp, but I'm going to
0: have some big... You're going to fuck the swamp. Yeah, we're going to fuck it. We're going to (laughs) fuck the swamp really hard. That's what what America wants to see right there. So, if we're going to have a a BDSM video leaked, it needs to be you fucking the swamp and then eradicating it. Not not in a, a literal way, YouTube. Don't kick me off. I mean that just metaphorically, jokingly. Obviously, we're not being serious here. But here's what the candidate who was doxed said. She said- Well, Brad, I was you're taking a lot
1: of big risks
0: tonight. I know. Big, I, I get, every video I do gets demonetized anyway. I literally videoed myself taking a cyberbullying and sensitivity training that YouTube told me to take to remove one of my strikes, and they demonetized it immediately but it, because I, I recorded myself doing their training. But this Democrat says, I was just panicking- Then I was like, who did this? And I just started calling every single person that I pretty much knew from my past. Oh, accusing them of this, huh? Uh, I mean, what if somebody calls you and says, are you the person who leaked my BDSM videos? And does every single person from her past have a bunch of secret BDSM videos? Maybe that's her fault. And not the people she's trying to blame this on. And then she says, I was hyperventilating. And then, which is, that starts to make you think, that's probably what goes on in her videos. As she starts hyper- hyperventilating, she gets choked out, and maybe she gets a $20 more tip with a ball gag in her mouth. And then she said she started crying, and she's 41 years old, and she's worked as a dominatrix in her 20s and 30s, charging clients $500 per hour. And years later, not while staying with a friend in the Bronx during the pandemic, she returned to the risque business. So the pandemic drew – it pushed her back in – to the Dominatrix game, and this time at Dontella's Dungeon, a still operating SM club on Sixth Avenue and West 39th Street. So she was doing this at a publicly known Dominatrix club in New York, I guess. And so she's wondering who leaked it. How about yeah, it's, called, it's, a, it's New York's hidden SM dungeon, is what it's called. And so she's trying to figure out who leaked it. She leaked it. You're right, Mr. President, I think. Although the Pearl District uh, uh, resident never found out who posted the racy footage, she believes the poster was trying to shame her. And there she is, half naked there. She's, you know, they probably doctored that photo a little bit there. And there's another one of her. wrapped. She's nude and wrapped in an American flag. She does, She looks like a witch to me. She looks like a. she'd be a character in the Salem Witch Trials reboot movie or something like that.
1: Oh, you know, it's not far for them to have witches in their coven. You know, that, that whole cabal, the entire cabal, it's full of warlocks and witches.
0: It, it really is. And there she is there laying on a bed nude with a photo of a butt behind her, a painting of a butt. I don't know if that's her butt who, who, in the painting. But she says to shame me for something that helped create the life that I have today where I have opportunity made me really, really mad. So she's delivering a progressive message here because it felt like an attack on women, not just an attack on me. Okay, so it's an attack on all women because all women are B- BDSM whores. Uh, she says her advocacy work has included teaching puberty and menstruation courses at a L.A. Boys and Girls Club. As well as training displaced trafficked women and technical trades through another LA based nonprofit. Can you imagine someone saying, What do you bring to the table? What's your history? And then the person says, Well, I have experience teaching puberty and menstruation courses at an LA boys and girls club. Was that somebody that you would say, Oh, that's good experience? I'd hire you. Did I lose you, Mr. President? I, I mean, you- I don't even really uh
1: I don't know what Puberty and menstruation courses are. You've
0: never taken a a puberty
1: or menstruation course? I've never heard of this before. I I know of sex education
0: in the schools. Uh, This is specifically puberty and menstruation. So I I wonder, you know, I don't know if it's a trans audience that is targeted here or or if it's just helping young people understand menstruation. I don't think anybody understands menstruation. I think everybody dislikes it. Because it makes the, the women... i tell you,
1: I don't understand it. And I don't understand the reaction from it either.
0: No, I yeah, and I tell you what, I have found that if, if whenever a woman is upset, if you say, "Are you is it period time? It's just not a good way to respond to that because they're always upset. And you can do no right in those times of menstruation. And if you're a trans woman, you can't have real... You have to fake your menstruations and try and tell the world they're real. Menstruation is really... It's a subject that causes a lot of pain for a lot of people, although it's necessary for for childbirth and, you know, populating the species here. And she taught a class on that to children. So good for her. Like, what if your kid came home and said, no, I had a great time at the YMCA today. I took a menstruation class from a BDSM model. She says that now she sets her sights on winning after, after, after teaching the BDSM sex and course to children, my sights are now set on winning the seat held by the Democratic congressman, Suzanne, uh, who is that, uh, Boanimo, Bo- and her campaign is focused on voting and abortion rights and reversing the wide decriminalization of drugs in the Beaver State. Uh, they have to throw in she lives in the Beaver State with a story here. She's a single mother of one, I find it
1: ironic that she lives in the Beaver State. I do,
0: too. And she called her outing. Oh, she she decided to use her outing to reclaim her sexuality. I'm reclaiming my sexuality. This is the same thing that the other Democrat in Virginia did. She tried to use it to her advantage. And she created a, a Playboy profile to sell sexy pictures of herself for 150 bucks. So this chick probably leaks these videos herself and then says, I'm a victim and I am not going to be a victim. So I'm going to sell nude photos of myself to fund my campaign. And there is one of the, who would buy that? That's not a good photo. It's just not a good photo there. Uh, Switching subjects real quick. A-Rim says, not prosecuting Hillary and not declassifying documents. I think some people would like to see you prosecute Hillary.
1: I exactly. mean we're we're going to look we're getting to it. This whole thing that we're doing right now is to get people that aren't like you guys, you know, the ones who aren't awake to open their eyes and see what's going on. You know, I completed most of the wall for them. I uh I built things my entire life. You don't think I could build a wall. Uh we we we're purposely doing all of this. Who's to say that I'm not still actually in charge in the first place? You know, wink, wink,
0: nudge, oh, nudge. Oh, my goodness. Well, so then what's Biden doing? Is he part of your plan?
1: Uh, it's all a part of the plan. You know, they had a 16-year plan. And uh, I came in, I kicked it all up. I disheveled it. And, uh, you know, now we're just exposing them for who they are. They're hiding so much more in plain sight right now. They're having to scramble to make make their decisions. So they end up looking like fools and uh, tripping all over themselves.
0: Well, all right. I guess trust the plan would be the message you're delivering. And I know that that cue message is not one. Hey, where
1: we go one, we go all (laughs) baby.
0: Seems like a little cue message coming here. I, I see a couple of chats I missed here where someone says that one of your biggest mistakes was not having a truly good comeback to being called a dotard or a dotard. So might get ready because if that's true, if you haven't had a good response to that, that's what I would call you if I were Biden or whoever in the debates. I'd start, I'd start with he's a, do- a dotard, not a Donald Duck like, like Chris Christie says.
1: Yeah, but, you know, those guys, they're just not as good at insults as I am. They They, really are. They need real comedy writers. They suck very bad
0: at insults. And David Stewart makes a very good point. This is not me making it. This is a a chat in the YouTube here. Uh, um, You can't win an argument with a woman. Not going to disagree with that there, especially one that's menstruating. And I would say don't even try. I don't care how good you think you are at arguing.
1: Well, and even if you do, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll take weird camera angles of you <laughs> to make you look like you're lurching over them.
0: Absolutely. Just like they did with the debates and, and Trump, you, they, they made it look like you were lurching over her, which you weren't. You were just hitting your marks. She was placing herself in front of you in those 2016 debates very strategically. I love how they tried to make this. So it says playboy. This chick does. This candidate, Democrat candidate, uh, to try and make it look like she is in playboy. She created a profile on playboy.com, which anybody, I could go create one. You could go create one, Mr. President. There's no, hey, would you like to be in Playboy and do a spread? This is something any person can do, but this article tries to make it seem like she is a Playboy model in response to these outings. And so she posted on Instagram here in a very slutty looking photo, says, tired of waiting for gas prices to go down. It seems, you know, I'll go down immediately. Uh, it says the Oregon congressional candidate used the opportunity to reclaim her sexuality to just be me and puts a very I, that's just not an attractive photo to me, but yet you have to pay $7 to unlock this photo? $7 to unlock that shit. She, she isn't, She oh, see it says she's not being compensated by Playboy, because anybody can do this. But she also posts more weighty content on her account, such as an explanation of how Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution grants presidential powers and impeachment and her views on challenges faced by small American farms. Is that where you go to, to find out about Article 2 of the Constitution and presidential powers? And like, I'd like to learn more about what small American farms, uh, what they're facing right now. I better go to Playboy.com and look at a user-made account to, to find out these truths. Do you do this, Mr. President?
1: Uh, no, usually I go to the source, you know, the presidential library.
0: Well, that's easier for you. You can get in the skiff. A lot of us can't get inside there. And her campaign just raised $757 from 13 donors. So she's not, she's still planning to forge ahead. And that's, that's all she's raised less than $800. Why is this a news article? If this bitch is less raised less that it, that's why she leaked the videos because she's making no money and so she's trying to throw her pee. Her, you oh, that's coming around. from
1: the post of all places. Yeah. Once the video, you came know, they out. used to say that the post was a uh, was a tabloid way
0: back when. Well, the post is weird because they do have a lot of good news, but then they also prop up a lot of crazy stuff. this This woman is like weird. This is just a chick who wants to be a, a, a nude model. Who's pro- I think that's what this is. Because we're at a place now where the, the best way to get attention for yourself is to run for office and just be a, a, a lunatic or, or be naked. Like I've actually seen local campaign ads on TikTok for people running for you know the board of their small city in, in Texas, where the girl is just riding a mechanical bull topless, and her boobs are just slapping her in the face. That's her whole campaign ad. What does this country come to when this is a state of affairs?
1: Well, we live in an Orwell novel, that, that Brad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of titties in Orwell novels, a lot of decadence in, in Orwell novels. Is it 1984? Is, is it uh, Brave New World? Is it a combination of both? probably a combination of both with the pharmaceuticals and everything. Well, and so you know, kind of, I
1: find it funny that the captain America movie went from new world order to brave new world. Like that's much of a change.
0: Uh, right. And there was a little bit of truth revealed in and the one captain America movie, what was that one called? Where he fought what was essentially the deep state.
1: Uh, that was the second one, right?
0: Right. And then they, you know, then they got rid of him. they made it super gay. Are you a big fan of the Marvels? Have you seen the new Marvels movie?
1: No, I didn't see the Marvels movie.
0: Are you going to see it? It's it's very, very good. There's no lesbian sex in it, which is a little bit of a disappointment. I mean, there's a good chance
1: I'm not going to watch the Marvels movie.
0: Is that because you are anti-ally? I don't like that girl, you know, the Captain Marvel. She is not very likable. Yeah,
1: she's just not a very likable girl.
0: Yeah, I don't like it at all. Okay, Mr. President, that, that, that's all I got to go through today. Another comment here uh, from Frighten Me. Uh, Huxley argued at Oxford that Brave New World was more accurate for the future than 1984, but his brother was Tavistock, uh, a UNESCO. A Tavistock is uh, or, like a, a sociology uh, testing organization that used Freud's theories, Edward Bernays, who was Freud's nephew's theories, to, to just kind of uh, – uh, systemize ways to manipulate the public without the public knowing it through deep, unconscious psychological manipulation. And Aram says, "What's oh, what superpower would you want, Mr. President? Aram wants to know. Do you could have a superpower? Oh, man. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, probably
1: not that I'd just be Batman.
0: You would, you would be Batman? You know, I had a theory where it was called the Batman theory that I can't, that I, uh, um, proposed when you were running in 2015. And my theory was, well, it it was a theory I presented about if someone is going to dismantle the deep state, as we call it, we have seen one strategy. We've seen the Ron Paul strategy, which is he is who he is and he tries to destroy it from the outside. And the result is that both the left and the right who pretend to fight with each other, they unite to destroy and smear Ron Paul because they don't want people you know, following his beliefs. And he still had a big movement, but that obviously wasn't going to be a way someone could win an election at that point in time. The other way would have to be someone who was like a Batman, who was wealthy enough to pretend and who moved in these elite circles by day, pretending to be like them, but by night went around whipping their ass. And I wasn't saying that's what you were, what I was saying was it's that that is the type of person who I think would have to dismantle the deep state. And it's unfortunate because we wouldn't be able to differentiate the legitimacy or validity of someone because their forward presentation of their self would align more to that which we oppose.
1: Well, you know, Brad, uh, I, I do like to say that they liked me a lot more when
0: I was a Democrat. They sure did. But you, so you played both. You know how to play that game, though. You're, you're always good at that. So you would be Batman. That, I would actually love if you win the presidency again. I would love it if you did your first presidential speech dressed as Batman. Well, look up the Batman gambit. I'm 10 steps ahead of him all the time. Fantastic. And uh, Frightened Me says, great show. Thanks, Brad. And Orange Man Bad. He's thanking you, Orange Man Bad. I would also. Fire bad. Fire bad. Is, is there, there a chance that you'll come out if you win the presidency that you will announce to the country that you identify as a black female and, and you're honored to be the first black female president of this country?
1: You know, if it comes down to that, Brad, maybe that's a possibility, but I don't think it's going to come down to that one. I think we got to get the plan that we're going with, and I think you better trust the plan. <laughs>
0: Which raises another question I know I asked you before. Who is your vice pres who's, who's your top three vice presidential candidates? Well, you know, Pence is out of the picture.
1: I'll tell you that's for sure.
0: He's he's pumping gas and he's not fueling his truck somewhere in the middle of Iowa. And uh Chris Christie's too
1: busy eating himself to death. Yes. Much he, like he, Pizza the Hut from uh Spaceballs. Yep. Yeah. You know, you watch that Spaceballs movie; it does look a lot like Chris Christie. That pizza, that spitting image. Uh, you know, I I like uh, I I do as much as I like to make fun of that that uh, Radar De Sanctimonious. You know, uh, I think he's got a little shine to him. So it you would take still him under consider my
0: putting him in as your VP, the Sanctimonious.
1: You know, it just—we got to see where the chips fall, Brad. We got to see where they fall.
0: Are there any wild card options? Like there was some speculation about a Tucker Carlson. I don't know if that would be the best choice, though. I
1: mean, Tucker Carlson does sound like a lot of fun, but I guess the wild card might be John F. Kennedy Jr.
0: JFK that now that would be an interesting choice. That you know, uh, there's you that, that old sport. theory
1: that he faked his death.
0: Have you thought about maybe Vince Vaughn? Ah, uh, Vince
1: Vaughn. Uh, he's, uh, he's a nice guy I've been fun. Uh, you know, I, I, he's, he's, he's grown on me more and more, kind of like uh,
0: like some old... Uh, yeah, I wasn't just, a huge fan of his work, yeah, but the more mold. I watch
1: him these days, the more I like him. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, so he's in Curb Your Enthusiasm, and we know that there's another season of Curb Your Enthusiasm coming up because RFK Jr.'s wife, Cheryl, just shared a photo with her doing the one arm hug with Larry David, and that, you know, hopefully there'll be a, an episode where Larry crashes the White House. We'll find out. Maybe you will be there. Frighten Me says Orange Man Batman. And I Orange think that is Orange Man Batman. I yeah, like it. I like that too. We should get some t shirts. Orange Man Batman. Arem says, You really meant JFK because perhaps he is alive.
1: Uh, really meant JFK as in senior? He'd be like 120 years old by now. <laughs> I
0: don't think he would be that old. He was, how old was he when he died? He was, he was uh, like, what,
1: 34, uh, 35? No,
0: he was like 45.
1: How old was he when he died? He was the youngest president we ever had.
0: Yeah. And Biden's the oldest. Old? Yeah, yeah Biden, was, Biden's just aging like, uh, Napoleon's penis. Right, he's turning into a one-inch long Brown. String. That's what his brain is. is <laughs> Napoleon's penis. Yes. So yeah. He was Kennedy was where's his age? He was died in 63. He was born in 17. So he, he was 46. And so that was 60 years ago. Okay, so he would be 106. You're right. He'd be pretty old.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's pretty old. But uh, you know, I
0: recommend the movie
1: Bubba Hotep. It's We'd- a lot of fun. Uh,
0: what about some hot women? You surround your Boba Hotep, Check out that movie. Is that with Elvis and and JFK? Yeah,
1: Elvis and JFK Jr. The hot, Davis.
0: Yeah. What about some hot chicks? If you had to put a hot chick as your VP, would you go like? Would you go Lauren Boebert? What would you do? Oh, I like that Bobert. <laughs> a lot you of know, people do uh, Boebert. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Boebert. <laughs> Screenings of um, that musical at the White House every night. What was that musical she saw? I don't know. When was she got a little gropey? I mean, oh, I would vote for that ticket. That's a good, That's a ticket I consider. I don't typically vote for the president, but if you couldn't put Bobert on there. Beetlejuice is what it was.
1: Beetlejuice? Uh... Beetleju-
0: Frightened Me says Bobert's a spinner, and I don't think anyone disagrees with that.
1: I Where think that's... you just spin her around. <laughs> I
0: think that's what he's saying.
1: Is she that small? I didn't think she was that small. I think she's
0: three foot seven. That's like legally a midget. Yeah, she's right, and she's a grandmother. She's a thirty seven year old grandmother because her, you know, her children they uh model model the actions of their their mom, and you know she's not afraid to take a Democrat to a musical theater show and jerk him off. And I think you got to work across the aisle.
1: You know, uh, I. <laughs> It makes me think of that Uh, that, that uh, Pee-wee. Pee-wee Herman. Yeah, Pee-wee Herman. He used to like to beat off in theaters.
0: <laughs> but it was a porno theater, though, right? I mean, he was actually a pretty good guy after that. You know, I don't know his full background, but I know he got arrested for jerking off in a porno theater. What I want to know is who is going to a porno theater and... Calling the police on somebody jerking off there. I mean, don't you expect the room to be filled with people playing with themselves? To uh, go to a something show?
1: similar happened to that screech from Saved by the Bell.
0: Screech. oh, he died, but yeah, he got. There was some weird stuff that happened with him too. But he died of cancer not long ago. And the new Saved by the Bell, who did not include him, they finally they brought him back where they did a, a, sh- a tribute show to him. One of the new shows, anyway, the weird new ones. Yeah, they they all cheers them, right? Something weird. I know. I know he never got to get with Lisa. I remember he got in a fight with Zach Morris when they were seniors because Zach was banging Lisa.
1: Yeah, Zach hooked up with Lisa. I remember yeah. that
0: episode. Yeah, it was a good episode.
1: I was and, a huge fan of Saved by the Bell and Seventh Heaven.
0: Right? You were. I mean, somebody your age at the time it came out too. Not usually people who were kids like me watched Saved by the Bell and Seventh Heaven. But were you a Kelly Kapowski fan? Oh, yeah, yeah, like Kelly Kapowski. She really knew how to do it, right? That's a spinner right there, if you ask me. Oh, Kelly Kapowski. You know, AC Slater still looks like he's like 15 years old and he posts memes on a regular basis. And I think he's been accused, he gets accused of a lot of things, but I don't know if it sticks. Kind of like you, Mr. President, you get accused of like with E. Jean Carroll taking her into a dressing room in a very popular department store where no one happened to be around where she says that you um, engaged in unconsensual intercourse inside of a dressing room. That is not true, is it? Yeah,
1: inside of a dressing room, right
0: uh, Mm. in the middle of public where everybody can see it happen. Right. So that's, that's, that's where, yeah, she, wait, you're saying that you did it in public or it didn't happen at all. I'm saying it didn't happen at all. Agreed. I don't think it happened. She's not my type. You know, she's very piggly. Right. And she calls her husband a monkey. Like she's a, the woman told Anderson Cooper that rape is sexy. It's just, it's crazy what they will put on television and treat as legitimate these days. As long, all you have to do. Her husband was a very nice man. Yeah. That's what, that's what you said, and she treats him like trash. But that's what, yeah. They, but a lot of women do, you know. Yeah, they a lot of women treat him like trash. Uh, a lot of women just treat men like trash. Totally, yeah, yeah. And she's a looney tune, right? Frightened me. That, that, that's what she says. We live in a culture where young people, especially, you see this through TikTok and all that. But even older people, through, like this E. Jean Carroll, who they actually changed a law in New York so that she could sue you for something that was like 25, 25, 30 years ago, she says. And there's no memory of, she has no documentation of. It's just crazy. They will treat it as legitimate. You're incentivized to be a freaking lunatic who just agrees with them. Like you you could go on Anderson Cooper and fold up and suck your own dick the whole time. But if while you were doing it, you would say, Donald Trump raped me in the park one day and nobody was there to see it, but it happened. They would give you three weeks of coverage and you're blowing yourself the whole time, but they'd have very serious faces. You, when you would hear that sucking sound in the background, no, the I don't samples.
1: put much past CNN, you know, especially mean... after they showed that one guy wanking off.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, dude, you talking about, uh, Tubin. Tubin who, yeah, was... Tubin the tuber, Tubin the tuber who they continued to have him as a chief legal analyst on CNN for a year. And I asked my friends, a friend that you know that we, me and the former president here were in a wedding together and our friend who is a CNN watcher had no idea that a guy he'd been watching for his legal an- analysis for a year had been previously suspended for jerking off in front of his coworkers on Zoom because they don't ever cover the shit that they do. And Troy makes a great point here about A.C. Slater. He aged almost as gracefully as seven of nine, seven of nine, hubba hubba, she's in the new Picard show. And when everybody else in that show is 2,000 years old and she ages like A.C. Slater, makes it look pretty good. I was a huge, I think that was Star Trek Voyager. Was that Voyager that she was on with the female captain? Do you know what I'm talking about, Mr. President? Uh, you know, I'm more of an original series guy. Yeah, right. Lubin Tubin, Frightened Me says. I like the original series as well. What was that? I like Lubin Tubin. That L- yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a really good one. What was her name? That, that captain. I'll, I'll think of it later. All right, I've rambled on enough, Mr. President. Thank you for joining us, uh, taking time out of your holiday. Thank you, everybody, for commenting in the chats, chats, hanging out. Hope everybody has a good holiday. And we will uh, talk to you after Thanksgiving. Yes, have a happy
1: Thanksgiving and upcoming a very Merry Christmas. Tell everybody Merry Christmas. Merry, yeah, you know, yeah. they all want you to say happy holidays, but we're not going to do it, are we? we we're going to tell them it. all Merry Christmas. The war on Christmas is real. And we're going to be fighting it starting right after Thanksgiving.
0: Okay, not to extend the show, but did you just say the war on Christmas is Israel? Is that is that what I... Uh, the
1: war is- on Christmas is real, but oh, I'm I, don't sorry. Think it's, uh, I don't think it's any coincidence that Israel is named Israel. I see, Mr. President.
0: <laughs> I see. Thank you for your time. We will. Happy Turkey Day to you as well. Have a fantastic rest of your holiday. And.